0: Hi, this is Dr. John Ankerberg. I invite you to dig into God's Word today with my dear friend, the late Dr. Wayne Barber, as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible. What we have heard sung tonight is Isaiah chapter nine and verse six. Other things were added to it, but it just took us through the scriptures. But that verse in in chapter nine says it this way. It says, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Some people translate that as wonderful, and then they use the word counselor as if they're two different words and have nothing to do with one another. That's not true. In the best text that we can find, the word means Wonderful Counselor. It's read together. Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And I know we've been over this verse now for several weeks. as We heard different choir groups to sing, but this is the message of Christmas. And tonight we can celebrate because of the prophecy of Isaiah 100 years before Israel went into captivity in Babylon and 600 years before the Lord Jesus was born Isaiah prophesied that a child will be given, a son will be born And we know that the government shall rest upon his shoulders Have you thought about this verse and what it tells us about the Christian message, the gospel message? First of all it tells us that he will be a human being For it says a child will be born to us Now, you see, a lot of folks don't understand that the Lord Jesus had to have a body. Spirit does not die. Spirit cannot bleed. He had to have a body so that in that body, not just human blood and not just divine blood, but divinely human blood could be shed upon the cross for you and I. In the book of Hebrews, it says in chapter 10, sacrifice and offering thou hast not desired, but a body thou hast prepared for me in whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast taken no pleasure. Then I said, speaking of Jesus, behold, I have come, in the roll of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. He had a body. Now God could come to this earth and die for his creation. He took the body of a human being. A child will be born to us born naturally and yet supernaturally of the Virgin Mary. He would be divinely conceived and would be a little infant in a cradle to grow up to the cross and then to wear a crown. So in the prophecy of Isaiah, 600 years before Jesus ever came to this earth, it is prophesied he would be a human being. But it also in this prophecy of verse 6 in Isaiah 9, it prophesies that he will be the God-man. If you'll notice, it says, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. You see, he was the son of God long before he became the son of man. Some people teach it, oh no, he was just simply God, and then he became a son. He was the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity long before he came to this earth. He was born of a woman and became the Son of Man. In the prophecy of Isaiah, those 600 years before, it prophesies he will be a human being, but yet he will also be God. He never ceased to be God. He was always God. Some people used to argue when I was in school as to whether or not Jesus could have sinned without understanding what it says of him in the gospels, that the devil came after him but had nothing in him that he could ever touch him. There was nothing in the Lord Jesus Christ that could have ever sinned. He was God, Don't ever get caught up in that argument. The theology is he was the God-man. He had the body of a human being, but not the nature of Adam. And he had the nature of God. He was the God-man. Isaiah prophesied he'll be a human being, but he'll also be God. The God-man, a son shall be given us. But I think one of the most important phrases of this and what we've heard also in the musical tonight is that the government shall rest upon his shoulders. Incredibly. In the book of Isaiah, he looks into the future even beyond to where we're living right now. And he prophesies of a day when he will come to this earth and rule and reign and be the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Though he is that now, He will vindicate and reveal that when he comes back to this earth. Now he manifests his kingdom in the hearts of believers. It's going on as we are sitting here tonight. If you are a believer, he has established his kingdom in your heart. But one day he will come and he will rule and reign on this earth. It is that phrase that I'd like to close out our Christmas messages following this wonderful singing by our choir tonight. Let us think on the fact of his lordship because the government will rest upon his shoulders the phrases that follow tell us about his kingdom you know i'm I'm telling you the thing the thing that's exciting in my heart is we know as believers tonight can you look at me tonight and even shake your head do we know tonight that he rules and he reigns have you received the Lord Jesus in your heart tonight do you know about his kingdom being there the fact that he rules and he reigns you know one of the ways I know he rules and reigns in my heart is that I can't sin and get away with it one of the first things I noticed when I became a believer was I used to chase after sin but now that I'm a believer sin chases after me it's not as if I can't sin but it's not but I don't pursue it anymore and when I do sin his kingdom in me and the Spirit of God that resides within me will not let me get away with it because I have transgressed the rule in his reign in my life there are several things about his kingdom I want to send you home on tonight and it's in that verse verse 6 of Isaiah chapter 9 first of all in his kingdom Whether a resident in your heart right now, and especially one day when he comes to rule and reign on this earth, there is no confusion. In his kingdom, the government shall be upon his shoulders. In his kingdom, there is no confusion. If you'll follow the verse, it goes on to say, His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Oh, my friend, people are going to people trying to find answers. They're going to books, they're going to tapes, they're going to anybody. Can you help me? Can you help me? But his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. You see, only God has the design for what's going on in our lives. Whether it be my marriage, whether it be my finances, whether it be anything else that I do. And so I must come to him. He's the only one that can counsel me as to how the design is supposed to operate. You see, a true counselor in this world today is one who can take the hand of one who's in need and the hand of God who is the wonderful counselor, put them together, marry them with the Word of God, and then that person can discover that there's no confusion in the kingdom of God. The confusion comes when we try to live outside of his reign and his rule. If we won't live in the book, we live with confusion. But when we live in the book, there's no confusion. He's the wonderful, wonderful counselor. As a matter of fact, the book of Acts says God is not the author of confusion. Think with me for a second. If you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians, the book of Colossians the wonderful book that Paul wrote from prison and he makes a statement there, we studied Colossians together. In chapter two and verse two B through verse three, and I just want you to see it. You see the Lord Jesus is the source, the resource of all the wisdom that we're looking for. He is the one who's the wonderful counselor. It says in verse two, the the very end of it, It says, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery. What is God's mystery? He says, it's Christ himself. Verse three says, in whom are hidden all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If I need answers tonight, and I know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, He is my wonderful counselor, and it is the Word of God as He takes it and reveals to my heart. Wisdom with spiritual understanding, Colossians also says in chapter 1, so that I can understand how He wants the design that He has put in my life to work. In His kingdom, there is no confusion. You say tonight well brother Wayne I'm a believer and I'm confused I can say to you by the authority of the Word of God you are not at his feet in his word or if you were what he gives to you is his wisdom and that wisdom is peaceable and gentle and that wisdom is exactly what you're looking for in your life And so in his kingdom there is no confusion but also taking the titles of the names of Christ in verse 6 in his kingdom There also is no competition. In his kingdom, there is no competition. Nobody can compete with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our King and our Lord. If you look at the verse again, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Not only that, it is also Mighty God. Can I suggest something to you tonight? Not suggest it. Can I just tell you to get into the scriptures and find it out for yourself? He is the only ruler he is the ruler of all rulers as a matter of fact the new testament calls him Ponto krator. you know some people get all hung up in the devil and the fact that he has dominion did you know that word pontocrator, which means ruler over everything is never ever ever relegated to satan it is only relegated to our lord jesus christ he is the ruler over everything when his kingdom is established in your life there is no competition to his rule and to his reign nothing can default what he's doing in our hearts and in our lives 600 years before he came to this earth Isaiah said there's going to be a human being that's born But he's going to be also God He's going to be the Lord of Lords and he will have his kingdom First of all set up in the hearts of men and in that kingdom there's no confusion and in that kingdom there is no Competition no one can compete with the mighty God He is ruler over everything The times that I look back in my Christian walk and think about the times that I've tried to call the shots in my life. (laughs) Have you done that? You know, y'all look at me at a calf at a new gate. Raise your hand if you've ever done that. would you just do? Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) The honesty helps me because I know we're all in the same boat. And how it is we come up with our will and our wisdom. One day my son and I were talking about some things in his life and decisions we were having to make. And we went to romans chapter 12 and verse 2 and you know what it says he says that you might be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you might prove for yourself what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god and the statement was made either by my son or myself it came out of the discussion in other words anything less than his will as my mighty God and my king in my life is less than good, less than acceptable, and certainly less than perfect. There is no competition to his rule. Nothing can default his rule and his reign and his kingship in our life. So he's going to be the Lord of Lords, Isaiah says, 600 years before he was even born on this earth, pre-existent before the foundations and yet not yet born as a human being. In that kingdom is no confusion in that kingdom is no competition he is mighty god it is he that rules over everything but thirdly in his kingdom there is no comparison in his kingdom there is no comparison it says eternal eternal father now that term in the hebrew they think means father of eternity in other words, he knows the end as well as the beginning. What king could understand that? What ruler could understand it? He knows it from start to finish. For Revelation tells us he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and he's the end. He knows it from now. He knows it down here. Someone was sharing how some people want astrology in this time. Horoscopes. They want to find out what it says about being a Libra or being a Leo or what all those other names are. How ridiculous. Because only God knows the beginning and only God knows the end. And because of Revelation, we know that he started it all before there was ever a beginning. John says he was there. He started it all. But it also says in Revelation, he's going to finish it. He knows what happened beginning. He knows what's going to happen at the end. Studying that one day, I shared it with you but it's been so long ago we started revelations almost two years ago when i first got into that i got so excited because it dawned on me wait a minute if he's in control at the beginning and he's in control at the end what does that tell you he must be in control in between i got so excited i wanted to call diane nobody was home i tried to find one of the staff members they had all gone None of the secretaries were here. So I just had to walk up and down the halls of this church preaching to the walls, shouting all the top of my lungs, God's in control, He is in control. Why is He in control? Because He's the Father of eternity. He's the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. And in His kingdom, there's no comparison. Where else would you turn in other than His kingdom and to His Lordship in your life? 600 years. Before Jesus came to this earth, Isaiah said, nobody will ever compare to him. Nobody will ever compete with him. And there'll be no confusion in his kingdom. He is absolute Lord of lords, King of kings. He's absolutely God. But not only will there be no confusion and no competition and no comparison, but in his kingdom, there is no conflict. In his kingdom, there is no conflict. He says not only is he wonderful counselor, mighty God, eternal father, but he's what? He's prince of peace. We looked at that in depth the last time we were together. Prince of peace. To explain that it means, the word for prince means administrator. In other words, I have no peace tonight unless I have Jesus in my heart. It is through Jesus I can have peace with the Father. I can be reconciled to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. When I receive him, he gives me peace. Not only does he give me peace, but he maintains that peace in my heart. And so we know in his kingdom, there's no conflict. The word for peace means the absence of strife. It means there's no conflict. It means that everybody in that kingdom or the ones in in reconciliation will be at one with nothing between them to irritate whatsoever. As a matter of fact, verse seven of Isaiah nine says, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of his peace. There will be no end to that because it will go on and on and on and on forever. I can't help but feel in my heart Christmas is Wednesday. It's the last service we'll have together before that marvelous day that we just simply celebrate a day. We don't worship it because we celebrate it every day of our lives. But I can't help but believe some of us are here tonight and Jesus just hasn't been allowed because of your own unwillingness to let him, to manifest to you what he wants to do in your life. A kingdom is the territory where a king reigns. Have you surrendered afresh to him this Christmas? Have you come to him and said, Lord Jesus, I want you to be my counselor. I want you to be the solutions to my problems. I'm tired of going to everybody else. Lord, I'm coming to your word. Will you just meet me there? And will you take my mind and give me wisdom and understanding so that I can walk worthy and please you in all respects? I don't want the confusion I've been going through. I'm tired of it. Lord, would you give it to me? I think one of the saddest things that's going on in our country today is the academic world doesn't accept this kind of stance. It's foolishness to a person who thinks himself to be God. But when you're come willing to humble yourself to this one who came for us, then you find there's no confusion whatsoever. As a matter of fact, Romans 12 says, it becomes your reasonable service of worship to present your body afresh to his word and to his will. But have you come today To surrender and say, Lord, I'm tired of competing with you. (laughs) I'm tired of trying to raise up my will as opposed to yours. I'm just tired of it. And God, I'm tired of hearing it from everybody else. And I just freshly submit myself to you as mighty, mighty God. We have a lot of needs in our church. I could spend the next four weeks telling you what needs that we have. God so blessed our offerings this morning. We don't want to deify that. We just want to simply say that God met a bunch of needs this morning. It was, it was precious to see what God did just in the, in the taking of the offering. But I want you to know for the last several weeks, there have been a whole lot of folks running around, Hey, we've been a little nervous at times. Uh, and it's so comforting to come to His Word and realize He's mighty God. Listen, folks, if it's in the missions area, or if it's in the budget this next year, let's stop getting, trying to think we've got to come up with a way to solve it. Why don't we just come on our faces to the Lord, who's ruler over all, and say, God, we can't solve it. Will you just meet our needs, and we'll be open and honest to, to do and to obey whatever your will is. He's done it so often. Please, let's don't fall into the trap of thinking there's another kingdom of of man's knowledge that can compete with what God can do. He's mighty God. Let's take that now and understand that. Thirdly, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. Because He's eternal Father, He knows what we don't know. Somebody asked me the question, Brother Wayne, what happens if y'all don't move over to your new property? The economy's kinda bad, have you heard that, Brother Wayne? Have you read the newspaper, Brother Wayne? Have you seen what the feds have done? They've lowered the interest to 1% and that's never happened in your whole lifetime because they've never done it 1% at any time which tells you there must be a serious problem in our nation. Do you understand? Here you are talking about relocating. Here's that property sitting out there and the economy, the bottom's falling out. Folks, do you realize that property has already been reevaluated, reappraised to a million point nine? And if it comes to worse, to worse, we might just sell that property, get enough money to pay off our debt, have $800,000 to put in the missions, and praise God till he comes back. <laughs> Listen, it's his business, it's not ours. There's no comparison. Quit trying to figure it out. Oh, Brother Wayne, we don't have enough money in this. We don't have enough money in that. Friend, listen, if God wants it in there, He'll put it in there. And there's no comparison. Listen, this next year, let's stop this sitting down, trying to beat our brains against the wall, figuring out what God's doing. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. And He's in control of everything in between. He is absolutely the eternal Father. The Father of Eternity. But one more thing, in him there's no conflict. I wonder this Christmas if there's any conflict between you and somebody else. If there's conflict between you and somebody in your family, let's just take that for a second. Relationships are always fun to talk about, aren't they? <laughs> Wayne, hurry up, because I need to go. We had not had supper tonight. <laughs> I really wish you would stop doing what you're doing right now. If there's a problem with anybody else in your life, I don't care if it's in your immediate family, especially if it's in your immediate family. If Jesus hadn't shown you that he can have, let you be at peace with people in your family, then why in the world are you worrying about it in this world? Because it doesn't work anyway. starts at home. Is there somebody you're not at peace with tonight? Have you not come to the fact that he's Lord of lords, and if you'll just get underneath his kingship and lordship in your life, the confusion will leave, the competition will end, the comparisons will not be there anymore, and not only that, the conflicts will settle down. And for once, you can be at peace with all men. You see, that's what Jesus was promised by Isaiah 600 years before he was even born on this earth. And Those of us that are here tonight that have said yes to him know that that's true. But you don't document the word of God because I know it. You document it because that's what it says. Isaiah says, for a child will be born to us, a human being. A son will be given to us. He'll be God, the God-man, the miraculous conception God in a man, the mystery of godliness. And the government will rest upon his shoulders. He will be absolutely Lord in everything. His name will be called Wonderful because in his kingdom there's no confusion. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, in his kingdom there's no competition. Eternal Father, in his kingdom there's no comparison. And Prince of Peace, in his kingdom there will be no conflict. I have a wish for you for this Christmas, and my wish is that you'll know the Prince of Peace, that you'll know him to the point that you've surrendered to him, that you won't just talk about it in 1992, but you'll surrender to him and let God settle the confusion. And folks, I just, I'm so grateful that Jerry asked me, I didn't like this when he first asked me to do this, topical messages just bother me. (laughs) I've been doing books for so long, it's hard sometimes to stop doing that. But, Jerry, it's a blessing to me because it's just reaffirmed. I was minding my own business when God called me to Woodland Park Baptist Church. (laughs) I wasn't bothering a soul. I was just having a cold pizza in a pizza hut in Panama City Beach, Florida. I didn't come here with my agenda. I had no baggage. I didn't even know what my salary was going to be. And God has re-spoken through Isaiah 9 and verse 6. Wayne, since you didn't have anything to do to get here except obey me, then let's let the rest of it be the same way. It's my church, not ours, folks. It's His church. And Jesus will build this church. And Jesus will have the missions program we want in our church. And Jesus will have the evangelistic outreach we want in this church. And Jesus will provide for this church if we'll let the government rest upon his shoulders and not ours may we pray father we thank you so very much for your word just so challenges us and father we thank you for just the excitement and encouragement father that the word gives us to know that jesus is the lord of lords governments rest upon his shoulders and father we thank you he's king of kings And Lord, I praise you that in him, in his kingdom, there's no confusion, no competition, no comparison, and no conflict. Oh, Father, may Jesus be Lord in our lives this Christmas and from now on. Oh, Father, may the greatest gift we can show others this Christmas is that your kingdom is alive and well in our lives. May they look at us, Father, and may they see Jesus. We thank you for your promise. We thank you that the child was born, the son was given. We thank you, Father, that the government rests upon his shoulders. May we forever remember this. We praise you in Jesus' name. For additional resources or to view our TV program, log on to jashow.org. That's jashow.org.